I kind of half off mentioned that Wednesdays were going to be economic Wednesdays. And I bet you're thinking to yourself, you know, alliteration would have played here. It seems as though you said wildcard Fridays, but wildcard Wednesday sounds a lot better. But let me iron out these kinks and just have a good time. So we're going to get into business today. You want to talk about business? You better believe we're talking about business. Coronavirus hurting a lot of small businesses. Everybody's talking about it, and that's why I'm not going to. I want to talk about big business. I want to talk about big pizza. Whoa, that took an interesting turn. And you're probably thinking to yourself, all right, I'm game. Let's talk about Domino's. Let's talk about the hut. I'm going to say, no chance. Those are delivery, and they're going to be fine. I want to talk about the greatest in-person sit-down pizza experience one could ever have. And some of you are, are, you're already there mentally. You already know what I'm going to say. But for you stragglers, we're obviously talking about Chuck E. Cheese, where a kid can be a kid and an adult can be an alcoholic. Does Chuck E. Cheese, do they have liquor licenses? Like, while your kid is enjoying the subtle musical nuance of Chucky, who is a rat, by the way, kind of gross that, that a rat is serving you pizza, but that's not important right now. So your kid and all of his friends having a little birthday party and they're listening to these tasty tunes that Chucky and his rat band, his animatronic rat band are throwing down <laughs> and they are throwing down hard, unbelievably hard. And you're there and maybe you're just not appreciating it. And you're like, you're like, I want to hit the sauce right now. I want a GNT. I want some, I want some of that famous secret menu Chuck E. Cheese bathtub moonshine that I've been hearing so much about. Oh, you haven't heard about it? Yeah. Get some new friends. Get some new friends ASAP. Because the cool people, they're doing that Chuck E. Cheese shine and you are missing out. You've been missing out. But check this. So Chuck E. Cheese, coronavirus, they're obviously hurting because people, they can't go anywhere. You're going to get fined if you go to Chuck E. Cheese. And there's going to be some brave people that say, I can afford this. Like, it's totally worth it. I'll pay the ticket. Let me go to Chuck E. Cheese. And like, you know, maybe there's two people running the joint, but it's still a pretty good party. Why? Because Chuck E. and his animatronic band, no days off. I don't even know if they serve alcohol at Chuck E. Cheese. And if they don't, maybe when everything reopens, Chuck E. Cheese corporate, look into it. Look into the liquor licenses. I mean, in California, that's going to set you back a lot. That's going to set you back a whole lot. And Chuck E., you're already hurting on cash flow. And that's going to cost you about $400,000 a location. Because you're not just going for that pedestrian's beer and wine. Hell no. You want to do it by the books and sell some of these parents some GNTs, some whiskey, some of that backroom shine. So you got to get the hard liquor license. 400K a pop. How are you going to cover that? Oh, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. You know, they say the, the quickest way to get from A to B is a straight line. And I'm going to tell you what that straight line looks like. It's a straight line of cocaine. Yes, Chuck E. Cheese, you need to start selling blow. Cover the costs of the liquor license. Go ahead, do it. It's not a mistake. 
it's not. And you know what? You get the greatest lawyer of all time. She went to Georgetown and she's all business and she, she finds the loophole. She marches to Washington and she says, uh, hey, lawmakers, I know there's a lot going on right now, but all that can take a break because I found a loophole where we can start selling blow at Chuck E. Cheese legally. So your kids are at Chuck E. Cheese. Your kids are there. And they're just, they're watching the show and they're drinking an orange soda, crushed ice, obviously, enjoying the ambiance of the rap band. The rap band, they're just putting on set after set after set, day in, day out, crushing it. And you probably don't even know because you haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in a long time. Mistake. Huge mistake. I bet you're thinking to yourself, How's this all going to work? Don't even worry about it. That lady lawyer is going to absolutely, she's going to find it. She's going to find it. So all of a sudden, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, they're popping off. Everybody's going to Chuck E. Cheese. And, you know, maybe you haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in a while. And your last experience was like your, your waiter. He was just a stoner kid and he didn't really pay attention. He forgot your order. But then all of a sudden, the waiters, they're yacked out of their minds. They're bringing you tons of food. They're high-fiving the animatronic band. Your kids don't know what's going on but you're drinking a G&T, no longer will you have to go across the street to get liquored up. You won't have to dip out and go to a bar named Pat's. You won't have to go to Pat's 2 or Pat's 3. It's interesting. And I say Pat's 2 because, in fact, I know of a bar named Pat's 2, but I've never known where Pat's 1 was. And that's just a mystery that'll go unsolved. And I think people need to get a little bit more okay with that in today's day and age. I think everybody wants to have everything figured out, but it's like, That place is Pat's too. I don't even care about Pat's one. I'm just living my life. Full acceptance. No judgment. Take a page out of Todd's book when he was a yoga aficionado. Really actually pretty good at non-judgment. Before everything went to to hell. Went to high hell for Todd. You guys remember? If you're listeners of the podcast. Which you should be. So we're back to it. So Chuck E. Cheese is just, it's party central. The shine is flowing like wine. You know, that's what they say. During Prohibition, when Chuck E. Cheese, the concept was actually when it was first uh, pen was put to paper, mid-1900s, you know, Al Capone was like, what if we had a restaurant? What if we had a restaurant with a rat serving the pizza? Forward thinking. And that's why they shut him down. I bet you didn't think you'd be getting a little history lesson with the business lesson on Economics Wednesdays. Boy, that sounds clunky, but it's going to end up playing. People are going to be like, fuck yeah, Economics Wednesday. After that Chuck E. Cheese piece last week, I could really go for an Economics Wednesday. And that's a good call. But let's pivot. Let's pivot. Because I think the big question, I think the real big question, and this is, this is no joke, what's Elon Musk up to? What is he up to during this time? Because he was on the map. You know, he was making all these appearances and he was telling people stuff and he was warning them about technology. But it's like, Elon, where'd you go? Where'd you go? You really went underground. No pun intended. Because the guy's, he's got his, uh, his underground drilling vacuum sealed, super, super fast train. Who done it? But the company that's making the tunnels, allegedly, under Los Angeles, the Boring Company, oh, ha, ha, 
Elon, listen, a lot of people laughed at that joke. I think you probably thought it was just super, super funny. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. But a lot of people laughed. And those people aren't your real friends. Because a real friend would have been like, dude, that blows. Just name it something like, you know, apex drilling. Something like that. Just don't be a jackass. He's got a lot of yes men in his life. Not enough people being like, Elon, you need to scale that back. You're not a funny guy. Stick to science, robotics, cars, micropayment systems, and, um, you know, at-home power generators. Stay in your lane. Comedy is just not part of your repertoire. It's okay. It's okay. But, you know, as this coronavirus thing's going on, Elon Musk is drilling his tunnels. Do you think he's an essential service? Because he might be. So he's drilling around and he's trying to fix the infrastructure of L.A. But what if this happens? Let me paint a picture for you of utter devastation. So Elon, he's trying to get it all handled, but then earthquake season rolls around. And I bet you're thinking to yourself, earthquake season, question mark. And you're, you're damn right, because it happens every once in a while. It happens every once in a while. And I don't think you're ready for it. Nobody's ready for it. We're not that good at predicting earthquakes. We're good at predicting a whole lot of stuff, but not earthquakes. So Elon, think about what Elon's trying to do. He's trying to save LA. And the people who have got a lot of pride in LA, listen, I've lived in the greater Los Angeles area for a really long time. LA sucks. We shouldn't be trying to make LA great. There's no need for it. It's kind of one of those like, it was thrown together in such a hodgepodge, haphazard way that there was just no planning. There's no zoning laws. There's no infrastructure. The place is just, a, it's a flaming disaster of a city. You know, you look at a lot of other cities around the world and you're like, LA, you could have done some of these things. You could have had some sort of public transit. Oh, that's nice. You got buses. Oh, that's a novel idea. Idiots. I don't know if LA's worth saving. And when we open back up, when we open back up, maybe L.A. decides to just uproot itself. And logistics wise, there'll be people that figure this out. I'm looking at you, Todd, you son of a bitch. One time, step up. It's your fucking field of choice, Todd. Logistics. But L.A., maybe L.A. just annexes Long Beach because how much cooler are port cities, coastal cities? Than L.A. I mean, you could make the argument how much cooler is just about any city than Los Angeles. I mean, we've got a couple things going for us. We got LeBron James, and that's huge. Okay, that's huge. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Caruso. Guy's awesome. Guy's awesome. But let's stick to the matter at hand. We're going to annex Long Beach when we open up shop. But some of you already know this. Some of you already have a good sense and you're scratching your head and you'd be like, how are you going to get through San Pedro? There's Italian Americans there and they play for keeps every time. You think you're just going to march to the sea? You think you're just going to be able to go through Pedro where you have professional sluggers, not baseball players, but guys wielding baseball bats straight to your kneecaps? Those baseball bats are coming at your kneecaps with the force of a potential huge earthquake. Huge. If I ran an MLB team, I would scout in Pedro only. And I would find these longshoremen 
who live in Pedro. They work on the docks in Long Beach, but they live in Pedro. And so I'd, I'd go to the hometown. I, you know, I'd post up at the, the San Pedro Pacific Diner because I know there's some serious dudes going in there. And I would just eyeball around and I'd find some guy and I'd be like, hey, have you ever taken your baseball bat and pretended a baseball was a kneecap and just knocked it out of the park? I'd have to be incredibly wary because out of nowhere, you could get a kneecap ambush. You know, it's like uh, it's like Jurassic Park where you're looking at one raptor, but you didn't realize there were two raptors flanking the sides of you. Two longshoremen, pristine baseball bats, swift kneecapping. Your kneecaps are exploded. Now, imagine taking like a panel of glass, 20 feet by 20 feet. It's a half an inch thick and you drop it off the Empire State Building. Imagine that kind of impact. Imagine that kind of impact. Now multiply that times 500,000, and that is the kind of destruction that is headed straight for your kneecaps if you think that you can just waltz through a Pedro. <laughs> that's what's coming to you. If you think you can just waltz through San Pedro, California, get fucked. That's a little Italian-American justice. But in pops Elon Musk. Mm, he shows up out of nowhere. Typical. And he has a brilliant idea. He says, oh, we could drill under Pedro. We could make some tunnels. And that way we would be, we'd be safe. We'd be safe. We could uh, successfully, instead of fighting our way tooth and nail through Pedro and ending up, you know, 80% of the population of L.A. is kneecapless, and that's not going to be good for the economy. You have 80% of your workforce just completely mutilated, destroyed kneecaps, and they had it coming. You know what? I hope nobody even prosecutes. And you know that the longshoremen, they're in with the justice system there in Pedro, in Long Beach. They're in with the justice system because newsflash, they are the justice system. And right now you've got some scholars and they're thinking to the, themselves, the listeners, just the highest IQ individuals. And they're saying, what if somebody, you know, Elon's thinking about making these tunnels. What if somebody gets to him? What if he's talking with the wrong people, wrong people, right people, half empty, half full. And they make him an offer he can't refuse. Why? They're Italian Americans. Godfather. Boom, gotcha. And they say, Elon, we know what you're up to. We're way ahead of you. And that's just how longshoremen do it. Whether they know or not, they're going to intimidate the shit out of you. Psychological warfare, straight out of Pedro. And so they get to him. They get to him and they say, we're going to rename San Pedro High School the San Pedro Pirates. They're no longer going to be the Pirates. They're going to be the San Pedro Elon Musk's interested, question mark? Whew. And you know he's interested. He's been waiting for somebody to say, we'd like to name a school mascot after you. He's been waiting for that. Every billionaire has been waiting for that and nobody's dialing him up. You know how bummed out so many billionaires are right now about that specifically? I mean, why else make that kind of money if not to have high school mascots named after you, right? The Pedro Pirates, a little outdated. Pedro Elon Musk's, 
sign me up. So all of a sudden, Elon's in because it's a hot offer. It's actually his dream. It's his dream. He was scared to share it. But now that it's on the table, he's living it. He's all in. So he invests in Pedro High. And he starts making these new departments. And high schools generally, they only have those limited departments of like math, English, history, science. All of a sudden, Elon is investing in a baseball bat technology and kneecap efficiency destruction research labs. And I bet you're scratching your head right now and you're like, are the students in Pedro, are they capable of that? You're goddamn right they are. Because Elon Musk has also bolstered their intelligence with some kind of brain augmentation system. You've got Pedro androids. The Pedroids. You better watch out if a Pedroid, whew, longshoreman child, child of a longshoreman, tomato, tomato, goes to Pedro High, becomes a Pedroid, and that kid, he could go anywhere he wanted. You know, Elon, he starts coaching the baseball team, and he just tells all the kids, pretend that baseball is a kneecap and swing for the fences. And then you're having this like record high school season, CIF. Of course, they're winning CIF. But also these kids, as they're kicking the shit out of you in in baseball, they're lecturing you on calculus because they're P-droids and they've got this brain augmentation. Their IQ is off the goddamn charts. It's off the charts. Right? Don't sleep on Pedro because Pedro's about to be on the on the map in a big way. You move L.A. to Long Beach and Long Beach just, you know, they just kind of take it. They're like, yeah, whatever. You guys can be L.A. now. They don't even put up a fight because how could you against the Pedroids? Right. And then San Pedro, because you got all these genius kids who are just rough and tumble. But like it's kind of like Matt Damon. You basically got a bunch of Matt Damons. But instead of Irish Americans and say, my my boys, wicked smart. And I feel like I should clarify when I say Matt Damon, I obviously mean Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. So Matt Damon as Will Hunting, that was his name, right? But they're Italian Americans. And so instead of saying, yeah, my boy's wicked smart, they're saying, here's a plate of spaghetti. But they don't have, they don't have a Robin Williams cool therapist to calm them down. God, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. You know? Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting, a lot of rage in that kid. Will there be rage in the San Pedro Elon Musk's as a high school? Perhaps. They'll be saying, you guys slept on us for too long. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. So Pedro's on the map, but they're not even done because now you've got Android mafioso running the show and they... They still have a lot of influence, especially with Elon. And they say, you've got the boring company. We want you to take out old LA. We want you to ruin them. We want you to trip the fault line on purpose. Whoa. Whoa. Who's going to stop that? How could you? How could you? You know, you try to bring in Dwayne The Rock Johnson because you're like, oh, this guy's probably got a little experience stopping earthquakes. He was in that movie. What was it called? Like Earthquake? It was a little on the nose, but like, you know, Kevin Hart tries to chip in and and they're kind of roasting each other. And, you know, Kevin's calling 
DTRJ, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's saying like, oh, you're a big ass dude. And then Dwayne's telling Kevin Hart, like, watch yourself, small fry. (laughs) And they post about it on Instagram and they're joking about it. And it's like, why are you trivializing this? Why? Why are you trivializing it? Like, this is a serious situation. Elon Musk is about to trip a fault line. And it's not even going to affect the city because the P-Droids have figured out a way to make both Long Beach and San Pedro impervious to earthquakes. They are light years cognitively ahead of everyone. They've made that city impervious to earthquakes. So a couple people get tipped off. A couple people get tipped off. So like the Los Angeles Lakers, they get out of there. They get out of there. Staples Center, this earthquake hits. Staples Center, you're toast. You're toast. So all of a sudden the Lakers, they are without a stadium. And they're like, well, where are we going to go? You're still the LA Lakers. And Long Beach is now Los Angeles. So, well, better figure it out there, right? What's that stadium going to be? Is it Staples Center? You're right. It's not going to be Staples Center. What is it going to be? The Chuck E. Cheese Center. It's going to be the Chuck E. Cheese Center because Chuck E. Cheese has been printing money this entire time. As Pedro has been finding more efficient ways to kneecap you, as well as mapping the acoustics of amorphous blobs for whatever reason, just because theoretical uh, mathematics is the only frontier that they haven't conquered. Chuck E. Cheese slides in. You've got the Chuck E. Cheese Center right on the waterfront. Parking's fine. I bet you're saying to yourself like, oh, that would really bite for parking. No, Elon's making underground parking structures. Parking's not an issue. No problems. No problems. Meanwhile, this earthquake has just ravaged Los Angeles. The whole place is trashed. And truth be told, it was a little overdue for a demolition project. So maybe you could restructure it a little bit later. But what else is going to happen with that San Andreas fault? That's going all the way up the coast. And I bet you're thinking to yourself, whoa, Maverick Alexander, you seem to know a lot about earthquakes. And I'm going to tell you right now, I probably know a little bit more than you. So that the reverb from that San Andreas quake that Elon Musk purposefully sets off with one of his massive underground drills as a favor to the Italian-American longshoreman for letting him live out his fantasy of having a high school mascot named after him. That's huge. It's like tripping the laser beam. And he knows, he knows that there's that point underground. And he's like, I'm going to exploit that. Boom. There's the earthquake. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's cracking deer bread jokes. And that was a good joke. I like, you know what? Kevin Hart does good stand up. I don't care who you are. He does great stand up. But now's not the time, Kevin. There's an earthquake. There's a disaster. We've just recovered from coronavirus as a society. And now you wanted to come out guns blazing, maybe do a couple stand up specials. But there's an earthquake. That's going to have to go on pause. Listen, we can't do that. So the reverb from that San Andreas quake, that's going all the way up the coast, west coast, to the Cascadia fault line. And a couple of you scholars out there, you know what the Cascadia fault line is, and that's no joke. It's no joke. That one's overdue. Boy, does that one want to pop. I mean, it wants to pop. That is a sentient fault line, and she is begging. She's saying, you better release me. You've been teasing me for years. 
geology as a field. And now it's time for me to just explode all over your chest. Whew. Take it easy, Cascadia. You'll get yours. So San Andreas goes up and, and just massages that Cascadia fault line just the way she likes it. And then Cascadia, she just pops. And let me educate you a little bit about what's going on. Because there's multiple things going on at once. Cascadia fault line, and this happens like all the earthquake situation. It's happening pretty much all same day. It's pretty fucked up. And what happens is it's a magnitude 9.3 out of Cascadia. Seattle, toast. Portland, also toast. And with Portland, it's like, you know what? There wasn't a lot lost there. We can let Portland go. Seattle, that's a bummer. Seattle's a cool city. You know, go Seahawks. I'm a Seahawks fan. I have no business being a Seahawks fan, but like, I like Russell Wilson. He's a cool dude. He seems like a cool guy. You know, the earthquakes up in Seattle and Russell Wilson, he's, he's rolling out. He is scrambling. For anybody who's missing some sports right now, Russell Wilson scrambling inside of hospitals, rolling out with newborn babies, spiraling them, tossing absolute bombs, saving babies, throwing them over cracked sidewalks and utter chaos. And he continues to build his brand as a very versatile player. But Portland, I just want to make sure Damian Lillard's okay. The rest of Portland, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I don't care about your voodoo donuts and your maple bacon. It's not even that good. The rest of your donuts, you're famous for putting bacon on donuts. And, and then what else does Portland have? What else does Portland have? They probably don't have a single Chuck E. Cheese because Chuck E. Cheese is way too smart. They're building Chuck E. Cheese Stadium in Long Beach and they're like, fuck investing in Portland. Even if there weren't an earthquake, we wouldn't touch it. What does Portland have right now? They've got a lot of those like corner bookshops, probably in a one-to-one person-to-bookshop ratio where like everybody has their own like corner bookstore where you can get like a, I don't know, a cup of coffee in a, in a hollowed out tree stump with like a tablespoon of dirt in it. And they're like, yeah, we don't have chairs. Go ahead and sit on top of that uh, repurposed burlap sack. And you're like, what is repurposed about this? I don't know what you're talking about. And you're at your corner bookshop and, and it's like so niche. It's so highly specific. Because listen, if you got one bookshop for every one person in Portland, I don't know the population of Portland, it's probably like, what, 2 million at the very least. So you got 2 million niche bookstores. And after a while, they start running out of ideas and there will be a couple key bookstores lost, right? Maybe that's the one thing that, that we'll feel bad about when Portland inevitably just gets crushed by that earthquake of the Cascadia fault line when she just rumbles. Her whole being is shaking and it's a hell of a show. You're kind of excited about it because you're not up there. Why would you be? You're living it up in what was formerly Long Beach. You're going to a Laker game. LeBron James, he's dunking everything. They win the NBA championship. Anthony Davis is throwing yacht parties. Sounds incredible. Caruso? Caruso's driving around in a Lamborghini. He's just eyeballing whoever he wants. Some people he's mean mugging. Other people he's winking to. And man, do you want to receive a Caruso wink? Whew. It won't just make your day. It'll make your life. It'll make your life. So we're up in Portland and the niche bookstore that, that everybody laments the most is for um, 
lesbian pantsuits to wear after you do CrossFit. That place is wall to wall stacked with books on that exclusively. That's something that we are going to miss. But the rest of Portland, see ya. And we're going to get Lillard out of there. And then we're going to put him at point. We're going to put him at point on the Lakers. Because that's just how it works. That's how it works. He's not going to have anywhere to go. So we're just going to be like, sorry, rest of the trailblazers. But we just want Lillard. We get even better. Lillard shows up on the LeBron James HBO Barbershop show, and he just echoes everything I'm saying right now. He's like, yeah, I don't know. The city kind of sucked. That one lesbian pantsuit shop, that like that bookstore, we're going to miss that. But Voodoo Donuts, fuck them. I don't even care. So let's get back to the Lakers. Let's get back to the Chuck E. Cheese Center where orange soda, crushed ice, obviously, is always on tap. And it's delivered to you. It's delivered to you. You know, the concessions people. Would you rather have a concessions person bring you an orange soda, crushed ice, obviously? Or would you rather have an animatronic rat? And at this point, Chuck E. Cheese has gotten real big. Obviously, they own a sports stadium. And you've got some key investors. Elon Musk, he's not well-versed in animatronics. But you know who knows a thing or two and who's going to be available? Bob Iger. Bob Iger, he stepped down from Disney. God knows why. I mean, you're running Disney. You're running point on Disney. That seems like a good time. It could be stressful. But that guy knows a thing or two about animatronics. Disneyland, have you been there? Have you heard of it? Have you seen the Dancing Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean? And that's old. I don't know if it's been updated. So they put a little Johnny Depp in there. They probably have. They probably have. They probably bought the rights to that petty play. And that's all at the behest of Bob Iger. So Elon, who's a big Lakers fan at this point, he rubs elbows with Bob Iger. And he's like, we need to really get the animatronics of our rat robot butlers up to par. And for whatever reason, Bob Iger passes. Doesn't even matter. Why? Because. San Pedro is the new uh, Palo Alto with how much tech is coming out of there with the P-Droids. You know, what, what have they renamed San Pedro to? Is it Palo Alto 2? You're damn right it's not. They just call it Palo Pedro. And that place fucks. You don't have the programmers, the wimpy guys with beards named Shiloh. You don't have those guys in Palo Pedro. You got guys named Vinny. And they and Vinny is just coding the shit out of things. And he's like, you know what? I'll step up. I'll I'll do some animatronics. And the place just slams. But he doesn't stop there. The concession stands. Why would he? Vinny and company, they all decide, what if we just made the halftime show? What if we got Chucky out there and really let him open up the limit? And that's the birth of AI. The first Real AI is going to be a Chuck E. Cheese halftime show, and that thing is going to absolutely light up everyone's imagination, hearts, minds, spirits, bodies. Nobody's even thinking about Portland because they are enraptured. Every single night is a once in a lifetime experience because Chucky and his rat band are not only serving you pizza and orange soda, crushed ice, obviously. But they are dropping experimental tunes. And those tunes, they never had that as a band. They never 
they never go through that awkward phase where they're trying new things out and, and they're struggling. They're just, they're dropping hits every time. You're saying to yourself, like, I kind of like the Beatles. And I'm saying to you, well, you're going to like the rats, Chuck E. Cheese, Axeman. And how am I going to bring this all back in? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's called the American dream. It's called the revival of the American spirit. And you think you can just lock us down indoors and say you're on quarantine? Well, I got news for you. I just planted some seeds in the heads of Chuck E. Cheese corporate. And they are already getting their legal team as we speak. Because obviously they're scanning the internet. They're looking for solutions. And they hear this option like get liquor licenses, go deep into the red on the liquor licenses, but quickly make it back by selling blow. Then rise to a level of business unseen on the face of the planet. What's Apple? What's Google? Wake up. Man, they are just crushing. Left and right, they're printing money. They're printing money. They got the Chuck E. Cheese Center. LeBron James, he's still doing his thing. Chuck E. Cheese becomes the CEO of Chuck E. Cheese because he's a sentient robot. And with his kind of power, influence, capital, he could easily rename the LA Lakers, but he doesn't out of respect for LeBron James, who has actually become pretty close with Chuck E. and explained to him the gravity of the Laker name and the legacy of the late, great Kobe Bryant. And Chucky could easily tell Elon, just easily tell Elon, Elon, your days are over. I'm renaming San Pedro High to the San Pedro, not the Pirates, not the Elon Musk, but the San Pedro Chucky Cheeses. But he doesn't out of respect for Pedro. Like it's not even for Elon. It's the respect for Pedro. Because as smart as that rat is, he knows. He knows he needs to be on the lookout for his kneecaps or, or whatever Vinny designed as his uh, ambulation system. But let's be real. Come on, let's be honest. Of course, Vinny, super genius, is going to build in that fail safe of giving animatronic Chucky some kneecaps. That's the firewall. Yeah, no matter how smart Chucky gets, Vinny's always going to be just that one step ahead of him and say, you watch your kneecaps, motherfucker. I'm on to you. I'm watching you. We like you. We like you. But that doesn't mean we won't shut you down one kneecap at a time. You got to give respect to get respect, Chucky. And you never, you just never fucking forget it. Meanwhile, Elon eases up on his talk about, hey, we should fear AI. Because Vinny has taught that AI, Chucky, how the Italian-American android community, the P-Droids, Get shit done. No matter how big you get in this world, even if you're a robot, you're always going to have kneecaps, maybe literal, perhaps metaphorical, and there's always going to be Pedro. Hello, Pedro. New gem of the West. Silicon Valley, everyone there becomes destitute. They fade into irrelevance. Their homeless population goes through the roof as if it weren't already a problem. When's the hepatitis A outbreak happening? There's poop everywhere. There's poop everywhere. But I digress. Portland's gone. Seattle's gone. But Russell Wilson saved all the babies by scrambling, rolling out, throwing tight spirals. Don't sleep on Russell Wilson. But you know what? Don't sleep on Pedro. This 
is an Economics Wednesday on DarbyCast, and you're getting a lot. You're getting a lot about um, some future predictions about not just business, but about earthquakes. And that dirty girl, the Cascadia fault line, she pops. There's a tidal wave that happens. Open the floodgates. You're about to get soaked by this tidal wave. On 9.2 on the, on the West Coast, you better believe there's a tidal wave that happens. And Japan, you know, the Cascadia fault line, it pops about every 250 years. Craziest thing ever. Japan, of course, they're ahead of us in math, science, reasoning. I mean, they were until Palo Pedro, until the Pedroids. But they have tidal records that go back and they had a tidal wave about once every 250 years, reliably. Oh, where'd that come from? Cascadia fault line. And I bet some of you are scratching your heads right now and you're like, is this really true? Look it up. And Japan doesn't need, Japan does not need a tidal wave right now. They had a rough time with Fukushima. They caught a lot of flack for that. But a tidal wave at a time like this, when so many people are locked inside, watching their weird anime porn. Can you imagine all those animators just being ravaged by, by a tidal wave? I'd rather not. I'd like to keep people like Todd safe indoors. We should. We should. This is business. And I, I bet after this, there's going to be a lot of companies. They're going to be knocking. They're going to be knocking at the door. They're going to say, hey, DarbyCast, it seems as though you're, you're doing a little bit of business consulting. And it's like, listen, I'm giving this away for free because I know how it's going to go. I know how it's going to go. When we open back up, LA's in trouble. So they move to Long Beach. Elon Musk helps out big time in Pedro. He parlays with the Italians. He has to. He has to. You don't have a choice. And that sets off a chain of events that once in motion are absolutely unstoppable. You try to stop those. Bye-bye, kneecaps. Good luck, Portland. I'm fine with it going the way of the dodo bird. I'm fine with it. Everybody's fine with it. Even in Portland, like the people are like, yeah, all right, whatever. We'll just move somewhere else. We'll just start our niche bookstore somewhere else. I guess we could make a, a maple donut with some bacon on it somewhere else. Anthony Davis, yacht parties, Caruso, Lamborghini, cruising around. He winks at you. It just made your life. All of a sudden, you're getting sensations in your body and you're you're asking yourself, am I the Cascadia fault line? Because I am rumbling right now off of that Caruso wink. Boy, that felt good. That just lit up my world. Not enough people are talking about stuff like this. They aren't. They're talking about you know, microchipping the babies and, and vaccines and all that stuff. And you know what? I would get into that, but I, I would rather just let Illuminati Mike lay that all out. And when Illuminati Mike gets on DarbyCast, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to take a back seat, maybe not by choice, but just because there is going to be such a flurry of information that I'm going to have to sit back, maybe shape it, maybe help frame with a couple key questions. But really, I'm not going to be in the driver's seat. I'm not. I'm not. But we'll get into that. That might be a Friday thing. That might be a wild card Friday. Illuminati Mike Friday? Fuck, that would play in a big way. In a big, big, big way. Illuminati Mike? Huge biceps. You're never going to know that. Um, 
if this is just audio. And eventually when we graduate to video, you're going to see Illuminati Mike and you're going to be like, holy shit, this guy's a pro. This guy's an absolute pro. But let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. I'm concerned about Chuck E. Cheese not making it through this. And they have the power to set in motion a series of events that once started will be entirely irreversible in a very positive way. You've been listening to DarbyCast. I'm your host, Maverick Alexander, author of the Darbyshire series. If you like the cut of this jib, or you're just scratching your head right now and you're saying, what the fuck did I just listen to? Fair question. Darbyshire 1 and 2 are out now. Darbyshire 3 is going to rock your fucking world in a way that you don't even understand. And don't even get me started about Darbyshire 5. What about 4? Shut your mouth. If you're thinking to yourself, I want to learn more about this, that lane is open. Drive that lane. Use your left. The lane's wide open. The defender is saying, use your left. And you're saying, I'm left-handed. No problem. No problem, you son of a bitch. So you're concerned. You're like, I need to research more of Derbyshire. Listen, every social media account, like I've said before, Derbyshire at Derbyshire USA. It's at Derbyshire USA. Also the website, DerbyshireUSA.com. Do yourself a solid and go to the art store. See what's going on. Let people know. I think we're going to put some Derbycast merch up on there. Because right now, there's some pretty cool stuff up there that you could get on a coffee mug. But I would like if a lot of people had coffee mugs with Darby Cast on it. You've got the displaced people from Portland, and they're just looking for an honest cup of coffee with a tablespoon of dirt in it, and they can't get it anywhere. And you just hand them a mug. You hand them a Darby Cast mug, and you say, put your own dirt in it, you fucking barbarian. What's wrong with you? But anywho, that'll do it for today. And uh, yeah, one last thing. I cannot impress the importance of this enough on the platform of your choosing, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or some kind of fringe podcast site. I don't know what you're into. Go ahead and give five stars or 10 thumbs up. Whatever their rating system is, give the absolute maximum would very much appreciate it. Have a great day.